You can't eat everybody's house. <laughs> what? Did you know that? Did you know that we are sitting here on Skype with a TikTok sensation? Who's a TikTok sensation? It's not me. Chris, you're a TikTok sensation. Chris, hit him with it. You can't eat everybody's house. Chris is frozen. There's no way he can keep that Chris smile that long. Chris is a TikTok long. sensation. Yeah, he has five like, thousand followers years. on TikTok. Chris, you're lagging. You just came out of nowhere. <laughs> How many followers do you have on TikTok? It's insanity. He has like fifty nine thousand, but his I, last yeah. video is four million. The last month has been like all sorts of. My phone is not What's stopped you, what, what vibrating did you do since on I posted TikTok, that video. Chris? And it's he been, cannot, I, I thought viral was just kind of a thing where you get a bunch of views. He's lagging. You guys are gone. I'm He's probably just. Him. He's literally lagging. No, talking to myself now. fine for me. Yeah, he, he's this, this is backdated Chris. Yep, frozen. Look at him. He has no Fuck. idea. What are you talking about? You both are live for me. Yeah, me and you are live. He's behind us. He's, he's been live for me. He's live. We're watching him move, but it's this is like watching TV. You paused 10 seconds ago. He's behind us. Like we're catching up on his audio and video. He's now staring at the screen and frozen again. There he goes. Like I said. Chris is viral on TikTok? Yeah. Chris is viral on TikTok. He's so viral, his internet can't keep up with all the likes he's getting on TikTok. Boom, there it goes. Welcome to the State Side Spurs podcast. We are here for the last podcast of the year, uh, at least what? during the regular the season. season. Thank you. We uh, have so a season finale after the season's over, bro. During the regular season. This is why you got to listen before you cut me off. Obviously, no. you've now heard all three of us are here. Um, couldn't miss this because uh, some of us have to toot our own horns and say uh, we called that Arsenal would drop points and others are here to say... Uh, it's not over yet because a loss against Norwich is possible. Right, Austin? Yeah. Well done, Colin. I will also toot my own horn because I said that Everton will have locked up safety by final match day, which they did. So, you know, I'll toot my own, my own horn, too, if you will toot yours. So. Yeah, but we don't need Everton to do anything. Uh, no, we don't. But if they do that, it just helps. So us. your concern was that Everton what needed we would need something from the Everton game, and I was like, I don't think we will. I never thought they were going to get anything out of the game anymore. Actually, I have more faith. <laughs> ironically, I have more faith in them doing something in this game uh, than I did before because their spirits were high. Yeah, uh, I agree. I was watching. Actually, watched the highlights just now. Anyways, sorry, Chris. I know you're here waiting, and we got to get to you before we freeze uh, because we've already experienced it once tonight, Chris. Uh, Thanks, how are you doing? Man. Yeah, big, big week. Uh, six points since we last spoke. Uh, I'm I'm nervous. So just <laughs> I want to be positive. I really do. I want to be I want to be positive. How I've been following you, this club for 25 years. I'm super nervous. 
nervous to go out and shit the bed against Norwich. I'm really nervous. I don't. I mean, I get like that, that sports are sports, but Norwich are so bad. They are. They are. And uh, we lost five to one against a relegated Newcastle at the end of the season when we had it's a different well, team. I, we, we, we talked about a, this earlier that we, that. we didn't have much to play for in that match. We did no. have something to play for. We had finishing above Arsenal to yeah, play. Yeah, but that is yeah, – the yeah, players yeah, care about yeah. that. Yeah, but we had to send off. We were already guaranteed Champions League. Like, no, no, no. They had, the they, they, had, they had someone sent off. They had 10 men. Newcastle yeah. had 10. We had 11. We lost to a 10-man Newcastle yeah. relegated yeah. squad that was That's shit. It. We had nothing to play. We have something to play for. No, I agree, and we were. I think we were we upset. Do. I think we were upset that year because we didn't. We were challenging for the title, and we didn't get it. And so it was kind of like you, all that momentum for the whole year, and then you just were like, eh, all for what? Anyways, uh, I get what you're saying. Although the bookies, it's pretty insane to to take. I think that it's 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 already moved quite a bit in favor of, uh, you know, Tottenham, but it's kind of scaled back because I think people were Tottenham fans, in particular, were slamming the Norwich line. Because like I told Austin, you know, put 20 bucks on it. If you lose, you can go buy, you know, a really, 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 really nice bottle of scotch. And if Tottenham don't make the Champions League, then you can sip on some scotch for the summer. Um, but anyway, six points, guys. And we haven't recorded since previous, uh, I think it was before the Arsenal podcast. It was our last Arsenal, Arsenal game was our last podcast. So lots to talk about. Let's jump straight into the Arsenal match. Um the best atmosphere you've seen at the North uh, and North London Derby, um, obviously in the new stadium, but maybe the best atmosphere you've seen in this new stadium uh, from a TV perspective, Austin. It was by all by all accounts of people who were there. It was the best atmosphere in the new stadium, uh, for sure. Um, not just for North London Derby, but j- in general. Um, people who were there said that like before the game, walking up, it, you could feel the atmosphere. Um, the crowd was, was incredibly important and, um, you know, I've heard a lot of accounts saying that, you know, Arsenal halfway wilted because of the crowd. So incredible atmosphere and really gives a, um, it really gives a, uh, positive feeling for what could be going forward with this stadium, right? that Conte could make the stadium next season a, a fortress, um, yeah. which we've which we've been wanting. So uh, just incredible night uh, all around. Obviously the game went our way, but but the but the atmosphere from from minute one was was phenomenal. Um, Chris, were you able to watch this game live? I think we all watched I it live. Was. Right? I wasn't going to miss a game like this live. Um, I moved a lot of stuff around to get to sit down and watch this. I even had my kids like. Shift her off and be like somewhere else, and then yeah, and, yeah. I, I I was able to sit down and watch the game live. Um, that was one of, if it wasn't the best atmosphere I've ever seen, it was definitely in my top like three most. Just the the full on voice of the fans in the stadium, the way everything went for that match. It was, I. I there was talk before the game that Arsenal might have an, an, an issue with that type of a crowd and just the way that, that the fans were going to be set up to come in. And I, I was extremely proud of our supporters for coming in and actually building an atmosphere and an important, what we, what we even talked about was the most important North London Derby in that any of us could remember. 
and our fans showed up and they were definitely like having a 12th man on the pitch because they rattled those Arsenal players and it was amazing. And I loved every minute of it. Yeah. Every minute. Well, I mean, it looks like uh, we had discussed on last uh, week's podcast that we would know if Arsenal would show up to park the bus or come out to play. And uh, Arteta, I think foolishly told them to, to come at us. And so, um, Looked like, I mean, we, we have so much to cover, and I don't want this to be a two-hour-long podcast. And so we're going to spend a lot, some time, definitely some time on Arsenal, a little bit on Burnley, and then also uh, on what's ahead of us this weekend. So this is the Arsenal fixture itself really was decided within the t- first 25 minutes, would you say, right, Austin? 25, 30 minutes, you know, penalty, red card, uh, pretty much game over. I know I felt that way Um Especially at 2-0 uh, when, when um, shoot, who gets the second goal? Kane. Kane gets the second goal. He's just a yawn. Uh, a yawn so, I don't know, 30 minutes of stress, right, Austin? Well, so here's the thing. You know, so many Arsenal fans are focusing on the penalty, but the game is not killed with a penalty in the 20-some-odd minute, right? Like, we, we were up 2-0 on... Uh, We've been up 2-0 before and drawn 2-2, right? I mean, Kane's one of most Kane's most famous goals against Arsenal happened with his face mask, and we ended up drawing that game 2-2 against the 10-man Arsenal. The game's not over then. Um, but holding getting sent off the way he did and then us scoring pretty immediately afterwards did feel like game over just because Arsenal did nothing the rest of that half. Uh, Arteta made no adjustments. That he didn't bring on White. He didn't bring on anybody. He made zero adjustments, and, and it felt like you know the first 10, 15 minutes of that second half were, were you know a chance for us to kill the game off, and we just happened to do it. Uh, but that penalty is uh, too much is being put on that penalty because penalties early in the game have been given before. That doesn't kill a game off. What kills the game off is the fact that you had. Arteta chose to put Rob Holding out on Sun, and all Rob Holding could manage to do was foul the crap out of him four or five times in 30 minutes. So, um, you know, I think Arsenal fans who are are uh, upset with refs should actually be upset with Arteta because he put Rob Holding out there on Sun. Yeah. And that was the beginning of the game right there. Yeah, uh, I agree. I think it was. I think, or you know, Arteta should have probably called off the dogs a little bit, but there's no doubt that that was uh, a second yellow, if not almost a straight red. And so uh, that was probably the most. Well, he, calm. Yeah, he could have had two yellows before that challenge, right? Yeah. The mo- the yeah. most calm I've been in an entire second half of a North London derby ever. Um, oh, for sure. Definitely. Especially yeah. once Sun scores the third, and uh, at that point, I think I told you guys I want eight. No, I just wanted to, I, I wanted to take their um, their mental game so low that heading into St James Park, which maybe it worked, heading into St James Park, they would just feel void of devoid of confidence at all. And so, um, man, that was a dominated performance. Can't really even think of a time where Hugo was really challenged. I think maybe once in the second half was it Ben Davies made a nice clearance off the line or or something close to that. Uh, but even even then, not off the line, but in front of Hugo. Uh, I, this game was in our control. Uh, so really, other than you know Kane being Kane, it's 21 PKs in a row I think he's made for Tottenham, um, which is insane. I don't know a record. For I don't think he's missed since 2018. 
Yeah. That, wherever that match against Liverpool time. was, where he put it back in. Oh yeah. That's I the mean, last. That's the last lead for a guy who takes as many penalties as he, as he takes to not miss in four years. Oh well, let's just hope he doesn't have one against Norwich and any misses. Well, but, uh, but, but whichever one that was against Liverpool, the Wanyama game or the uh, Lamella game. Right, the Wanyama Lamella game where Lamella gets the penalty. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Kane missed the penalty the first one and put it back in, and then he made the second one after Lamella got it in the ninety some odd minute. That's the last time Kane missed the penalty in the Premier League. Yeah, I remember that. So um, Kane's automatic, and then the the back post header. Like, why is Inketia marking Kane, Chris? Is that just poor? I mean, it looked like he wanted to. So, Chris, this is a good point. Uh, he w- looks like he wanted to bring Ben White on after the red card. And so I remember you bringing this up of, like, why did he not bring Ben White on to uh, to, to stabilize the defense? Only at down one goal. You know, anything can happen uh, if you keep the, the lead to one with ten men, right? Right. Uh, you still have a chance. Like uh, like Austin was saying, it's not – being down one one man – or down one goal is not the end of the world. That happens. You can come back from that. Um, the red card changes things a little bit. Um, and I mistakenly thought that Gabriel was not that great of a defender. He's been their best defender, honestly, if you look back at their season, and that's not saying a whole lot, but he's been their best defender. Um, they did, he, it looked like he wanted to bring Ben White on, but he was unsure. Uh, they had him warming up. They had him kind of going through the paces. And I'll be honest with you, I... And this is my second probably biggest problem with Arteta, other than the fact that he's, you know, an Arsenal player and coach. Um, He panicked. And it's pretty obvious that he panicked and he didn't really know what to do in the situation. The the I think the occasion got a hold of him and also his inexperience as a manager got a hold of him because any other manager probably would have brought on Ben White, your best defender who's sitting on the bench, to adjust for things and maybe move some stuff around in your midfield. You do something else. You make an adjustment somewhere because of this red card that you have to deal with. And as Austin was saying earlier, he does nothing. He just kind of looked at the players and was just kind of like, I, what do you what do you guys do now? What do you what do you guys plan on doing now? What are we gonna how yeah. are we gonna fix this? He looked shell shocked. Shell shocked. The word. Exactly. He was shell shocked. He had no clue how to do this. And at this level of of competition, when and I always hate putting Arsenal in this category, but they are a team that is always expecting to try and get into Champions League places. And you have to be a manager who's expecting that occasion, who's ready for that occasion. He's simply not up to the challenge. The man is simply not up to the challenge. So, I mean, I'm. It's their fault. They hired a terrible manager. I don't know what to tell them, but it helps us. Well, you know, I, I wonder if Ben White was ready to go in. He's not. Because <laughs> it was like the 20-some-odd minute, 30th minute or whatever, and he was warming up on the sideline, and then the, even the commentator said it looked like he just walked back to the bench. And I wonder if they just said, well, wait till halftime and, re- and reevaluate yeah. then, because I – he started the next game against Newcastle, but I mean, he had the own goal. He didn't look fantastic. No, he didn't look. Good I at think all. he was stretched, and they were. They thought, well, let's try to let's try to get to halftime at one nil, and make an adjustment then. And we scored a goal right after. 
And, you know, at that point, we're up 2 0. He's like, well, there's no reason bringing Ben White on now. No point in risking injury. We're going to need him now against so, Newcastle. And he was still Yeah, straight, so, so. I, I think it's more Ben White wasn't ready to come on. And they thought maybe they would just use him as a late sub if they were up. And they didn't expect to lose Rob Holding so early. But that's also Arteta's fault, right? Because he put Rob Holding in that position to mark. <laughs> it's a man that's <laughs> done. Which was like the most baffling decision I could have ever thought of. But I mean, like I'm, I'm not crazy, right? He, he, he panicked. Any other manager makes some sort of tactical change. Yeah, in I, that situation. Yeah, I think that he had that. Change. I think at some point you have to, you know, kind of cut your losses. And so maybe he was thinking, we make it to half one now. I can re- reevaluate, but. Knowing that he was going to be without a center back, and then if Ben White brings him on before he's ready, he could lose Ben White for the Newcastle game too. And then now you have just Gabriel. I mean, th- this is the issue with Arsenal, and we're not going to spend tons of time talking about Arsenal itself as a squad, but they have they have chosen to run with a thin squad because they only had one game a week. Well, that's great. Well, if you that's keep your the squad whole healthy. reason they ran in January, right? Because yeah. they, they they chose this. Yeah, and they it. it it backfired on them. So they had to play with makeshift center backs and they had to um, worry about bringing an actual center back on uh, when the time called for it. So honestly, past that, it was just a bunch of uh, allays in the second half, hearing the fans allay back and forth. And even then, I I still have so much confidence because I know how difficult, I think this is what maybe we should be worried about this Norwich game is, how difficult it is to play at a team with their last game of the season at their at their at their home, right? Like everyone gets up for it, the fans get up for it. It's the last game of the season, so going to St James Park, I knew it would be a, a rowdy atmosphere, and that Arsenal could still win. They of course they have the potential to win, but it would be difficult. The good thing is Norwich are absolute doo doo, uh, and I think based off of goal differential, like it's like a, an 80 goal differential difference between the two squads. Um, so if we lose to Norwich, we just don't deserve it, and I'm okay with saying you that. Say an 80 goal differential differential. I guess I could have, yeah. Uh, if we lose to Norwich, I don't even care. Like we don't deserve it. I mean, I care, but I don't. I'm not going to complain about it. Like it's bad enough. So I was more impressed with the Burnley performance, um, because it was literally what. 60 hours afterwards, uh, Austin, I know that it's always great to beat Arsenal, but how tough is it to get back up and ready for a match 60 hours later? Well, you know, it's it's something that wasn't really talked about much because it's Spurs, but uh, the fact that we had to play the first game out Sunday morning and Arsenal got to play Monday um, just really wasn't that fair, especially, especially since we had to play a team like Burnley. But, um, you know, I think... I wasn't impressed with our performance against Burnley. I'm not going to lie as far as just overall performance, but I was, I was impressed in the context of us having to play that quickly after the Arsenal match, right? Like in a vacuum, that wasn't a great performance, but in context of us having to turn around and put together performance and grind it out, I was happy with that. Um, You know, we were fortunate that Ashley Barnes uh, gifted us a, a penalty, uh, but I think we're probably good, good, good value for a goal, anyways. And I think we defended well enough where, except for Ashley Barnes's pot shot from distance that hit the post, I think we defended well enough to say a clean sheet uh, we, we we earned. So 
uh, overall good performance. It's just if that if that had happened with like a week's rest, we wouldn't have been impressed. But on short rest, I think we can say we're proud of the proud of players. Chris, how much of that is just three points over three points in that point? Those are the games you just have to win, right? Yeah. I, the I 6 a.m. kickoffs or tw- the noon kickoffs in one, you know, on a, on a Sunday. Yeah, exactly. You take that game, and I think you put it a little earlier in the season, a performance like that, right after something else. Um, and I don't think we're really talking about it as much. It's basically just cool. We got the three points. Let's go. Let's move on to the next match. Um, the big deal about this one is that it's, it's such a crucial time. We're in this race with basically this race with Arsenal for. Uh, to, to land fourth, so those three points were crucial. So, yeah, I think that's the only reason that it, it that we're really really talking about it and dialing in on that performance. I, I'm with uh, with Austin. I don't think it was an impressive performance. We weren't great. We just did what needed to be done, and we got some lucky breaks for once, which is always nice to have. So, I mean, it is what it is. But we got the three points and. You know, we get in Champions League uh, going into next season. No one's going to be talking about a lucky win that we got over Burnley. It's just. They'll they'll be talking about the lucky draw we got against Norwich. (laughs) From the way I feel right now, (laughs) yes, that's exactly what they'll be talking about. No, I I thought it was a great penalty against Norwich to draw level. Yeah, and and then Sonny takes it and misses it. Doesn't get the golden boot. We don't get top four. Um, no, I'm kidding. So, yeah, that performance is great and uh, great in the sense of you get the result, not great in the sense of the play style or uh, anything yeah. other than that. And man, now we just then we just sit and wait. I mean, so the the we got to talk about the, the season ending awards for the team. Um, Sun also uh, pretty much cleans house, right? Player of the season. Um, goal Bergvine gets goal of the season. Any guesses where that comes from, Chris? Didn't it, I guess didn't they count the goals of the season like the Leicester goals as the goals of the season like that performance I guess is that what it, where that came no, from No I think the final goal the final goal one goal of the season Okay I mean that's fine I'm fine with him getting goal of the season if he deserves something that, I, honestly, Well I mean that was the I mean that was the biggest I mean Yeah let's be honest. I guess <laughs> He's, let's be honest. Yeah, that, that, I mean, now in hindsight, that goes massive, right? It's huge. Um, oh, yeah. Uh, also, that point against Liverpool is big. It allows us to have a draw against Norwich. I mean, not that that's what our aim should be for, but you just never know. Um, I mean, we're two points up on Arsenal right now, right? And that Bergwijn goal gave us two points. Well, yeah, but that, that just means a win would be a win, right? It wouldn't really matter. We just match Arsenal's result. 1.2 points. If we're if we're level on points, then we would just have to win regardless. But yes, I, it, it's massive. It's, I think it's massive, and then he scored two. And it's gonna be sad to see him leave, right, Chris? I mean, Austin, he, pretty good chance Bergwijn's gone. Unfortunately, I I just think we we were we were hoping when we bought him that he would be able to play in other positions except for off the left wing. But it comes it come to find out that's his position, right? That's where he plays well. And, you know, I don't blame a 23, 24-year-old player for wanting to be something more than a backup to Kevin Winson, who has at least two or three more seasons at his peak, right? And I think Sun will actually be one of those players like Iron Robin, who even after his peak will have a slow decline. 
and be able to play into his like mid thirties, you know? Um, so Bergwijn's probably looking at it and thinking like, I'm never going to get a chance. Um, you know, Conte has no faith in playing Bergwijn on the right. We saw that with Burnley, um, right? He he started Lucas instead of Bergwijn and brought Kulisevsky on, a sick Kulisevsky on instead of, yeah. instead of Bergwijn. So he clearly doesn't have any faith putting Bergwijn on the right. Uh, maybe Bergvine could be a striker next season, but I think if I were Steven Bergvine, I'd be thinking like, hey, I need to, I need to move on to the it's best of my career. Yeah. Um, you know, the World Cup coming up in uh, at the end of the calendar year, uh, he's a starter for Netherlands. He needs to move on to a to to another team. So it it's unfortunate, but it you know, Sonny and Kane provide these uh, very unique problems where it's like players that are so world-class and want to play every game that we really can't bring in a quality backup and it's an issue well uh we will get into all the transfer talks after the season but first i have created some fun uh in my opinion fun questions uh to go over uh some will be about this season some will be about next season uh, and some will be about the end of season. So a little segment here. Uh, we're going to call it just Colin's Fun Questions for today. Uh, a real original title. But first, we're going to start. Uh, I'm going to give you guys uh, a timer for these, because so, otherwise, sometimes you know we're known to talk a lot here on this podcast. So what? Keep, yeah. We. I said we. <laughs> all of us. Uh, we all are guilty of it. But I want to keep this uh, as a timer as I go through this. So I'm going to give you... 15 seconds. You might not need 15 seconds, but at 15 seconds, I will cut you off. Um, these are pretty simple questions. They don't need a lot of uh, context into them. And if they do, then you have 15, 15 seconds to go about it. So I'm going to start uh, with Austin. Uh, I'm going to ask you both these questions. It's not going to be just one. So whoever gets to go second uh, gets the 15-second head start to think about it. Chris, Austin, are you ready? All right, the question is, who is most likely to be in a Spurs shirt next year? Two options for each of these. One will have three. Um, Are you ready? Chris, Austin. Austin, the first to you is Lucas or Winks? Lucas. Chris. You said said most likely, right? Yes, most likely to be in a Spurs kit next year. Lucas. Okay. Without a doubt, yeah. Lucas, without a doubt. All right. Emerson or Doherty? Uh, Chris, you're first. Oh, sorry. Oh, I'm first. Uh, yeah. Emerson. All right. You, okay, doesn't even need any seconds. He's that confident. Uh, and you said, said Doherty? Okay. Uh, next, Ndombele, Brian Hill, or Pape Matsar? So you mean like wearing to a see them is not on loan? Yes. Jesus. Three options here. Uh, Austin, you're first. Uh, Brian Hill. Chris? Brian Hill. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, okay. And <laughs> uh, yeah. Rodon or Sanchez? Who's first? Uh, Chris. Sanchez, probably. Rodon. Okay. 
And will last... it be seen in this uh, in this first shirt, or will it just be on the team though? I mean, I'll have a picture taken with it on. Yeah, that's great. So I get the picture, you know. Uh, let's see, sorry, hold on. And then last one here is Gareth Bale or Christian Eriksen. <laughs> oh, 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 whoa! Oh, who's more likely? You say right? Correct. Who is more likely? Erickson. Erickson. Okay. All right. I want, both, I want both, though. Uh, okay. That is going to be the last for that segment. Uh, the next questions <laughs> I have here are going to be uh, about the end of the season. So, Austin, you're going to go first. Who will win the league, City or Liverpool? City. All right, Chris. City. Without a doubt. Yeah, it's City. Who will get fourth? Spurs. Spurs. Who will get relegated? Chris, you can go first. Um, hold on. Speak with your head, not your heart, my friend. We've got this two-way tie now. Now that Everton's out, um, can I go Burnley? No, it's not going to be Burnley. It is <laughs> Burnley. Never mind. It's going to be Burnley. <laughs> Fingers crossed. Good God, please, please be Burnley. I don't know who it's going to be, but I so badly want it to be Burnley. I'm just going to answer Burnley because I so badly want Burnley to be out of the Premier League. I'm so tired of them. No, no, no. Change mine to Leeds. I want it to be Leeds because there's, you know, at least one player on that Leeds team that I would love to see them have to sell. Okay, that's fair. It's really a no lot, no, no lose situation. If Burnley get relegated, Burnley are relegated. If Leeds get relegated... Phillips, Rafinha, and others go on the uh, selling block. So. Yeah, what are the odds that we get those players? Uh, pretty good. We have Conte and we've got money. So If we yeah. get Champions League, I think it's pretty good. Yeah. Um, okay, and last one. Who will be promoted from the championship? And the, Wait, who's in the final? It's uh, Huddersfield Town and Nottingham Forest. Forest. Let's say Forest. Okay. All right. That concludes the first edition of Colin's Fun Questions. So Fulham, who finished second? It was Fulham. Fulham won the championship. Bournemouth and Fulham. Bournemouth, that's right. So Bournemouth and Fulham bounced right back up, huh? Yep. So. I want to say I'm upset about Luton. Not kidding. <laughs> yeah, real heartbreaker. Um, <laughs> t- tugs at the strings. Hey, you know what? Leicester got heart got a heartbreaker on not getting promoted. Got promoted the next year, and then the year after that, won the champion, uh, won the Premier League. So, yeah. you and your damn Waterburger Cup, Colin, you're making Sorry, me hungry. Sorry. All right, so uh, appreciate you guys partaking in that. Uh, like I said, something that we uh, would love to kind of try to get in the habit of adding some fun questions and also some like quick that. fire, like rapid it. fire questions. Keep you on your toes. We'll share those with you. Now we got to talk the weekend. Final match day. Um, I think this is the one time I might be able to have like four different games up in one room. Um, you have that many TVs? Well, I'm, I have three monitors I'm staying at. It's 70 and 60 inch TVs to my left right here. So and you're just going to be chilling in like your other gamer chair, just like wondering why she's marrying a nerd or what? No, look, we'll chill in those recliners over there with cash. Uh, so, okay, good question here. If you have four games to watch this weekend at once, which ones Ooh. are you watching, Chris? Ooh, four games to watch this. Uh, Can I pull up the games? Yeah, I, yeah, I gotta pull up the games. And I'll see. go first. Arsenal, Arsenal, yeah. Everton. 
Yes. Tottenham Norwich. Correct. Well, why is Tottenham Norwich not your number one? What's wrong with you? Uh, I mean, because it's an easy win. I just want to see Arsenal lose. Would <laughs> um, <laughs> you like that cover up? And let's see. Liverpool Wolves. No. Uh, really? Burnley, Newcastle, and Leeds. And who did Leeds play? I want to see the relegation battle. Uh, okay. Leeds Leeds and, play Brentford. Brentford. Yeah, Leeds, Brentford, Burnley, Newcastle, and then... Burnley's at home, Leeds are on the road. Yeah, so th- those are my four. Chris, what are your four? Um, I If I have four games, you mean four games altogether to have just... Oh, oh good Lord, everything's on Sunday. Um, Yeah, I'm going to watch Liverpool. Yeah, Leeds. it's almost like they play all at the same time at, on the yeah. same day. On they try, I think they try and build that up for, dead, for almost like a deadline day type thing, just end of season, especially because, you know... It is kind of coming down to the wire here. Um, Chelsea Watford <laughs> is not going to be on my watch list because that's meaningless now. Uh, same thing with United Palace. I will be watching Arsenal Everton. Uh, obviously, Spurs Norwich. Um, I'm going to watch Liverpool Wolves because I think that would it's either going to be really exciting or it's going to be an absolute bore. Um, and then probably out of the two, probably going to watch Newcastle Burnley. Okay. All right. Austin, anything different for you? Well, clearly I'll be watching the um, uh, Spurs and Norwich first, but I'll actually be watching City Villa because if City are dominating, then the Liverpool match doesn't matter, right? Yeah. So, um, can, you know, can Coutinho and Gerard go to the Etihad and, and give Liverpool a chance? That is the question. You know, hey, you know there's the question, right? Um, and then I'm more interested in the relegation battle. So it'll be both the Leeds and Burnley game will be the other two. And then, you know, if the City game is close, then maybe I'll switch over between City and Liverpool back and forth. I don't have four screens, so I don't know how I'm going to watch four games at once. Uh, I'll have the I'll have the Spurs-Norwich game on the big screen, and then I'll just probably switch between the different games on Peacock uh, and or Hulu. But uh, it looks like there's what, like, you know, it's weird because they said they're going to use like four or five different channels and then the other five will be on Peacock. But it looks like here that like 10 of them are on Peacock. Yeah, I think they're all but like they're just able to be watched. Yeah, they'll all have them streaming on Peacock, but everything is starting at 10 a.m. on Sunday. Like every match. Well, is scheduled that happens every game, year, so. right? Yeah, they yeah. do that every year just to. So, build some, some yeah, so I, I'm more interested in relegation battle because I really want Leeds to stay up. Um, I just, I, you know, I called, you know, last season when you were fawning all over Leeds, I did say that, like, they're going to get relegated because they're playing too open. But that doesn't mean I want them to get relegated, right? They're, they're entertaining, and I like the way they run their football club. Burnley are just a bore of a fucking club. They're so boring and so pedantic and just, like, I just can't stand them. So I would much rather as a neutral have a team like Leeds that tries as opposed to a team like Burnley that just wants to be a thorn in people's like asses all season. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I will be watching the relegation battle. Uh, Colin, let me ask you a, a reverse question real quick. Let me just surprise you with something. With something. Non-Spurs, so it can't be the Spurs match. What's one game that you would be interested in putting a $50 bet on if you could put a bet on one game? 
Newcastle beating Burnley. You're getting like plus 215 odds. Oh, wow. That's a good thing. You know, people <laughs> aren't really talking about that uh, United also have to get a result in order to, to uh, qualify for Europa League. Uh, if they fail to beat Palace on the road, uh, West Ham could sneak into Europa League. That's an interesting one, too. Yeah, I think a lot of that for me is that uh, I think Newcastle are, are pretty amped up and they're Burnley's just oh well, yeah good. absolutely and Burnley's a really bad team and so there's a lot of there's gonna be a lot of pressure. I mean think about the amount of pressure. Look, I don't know if you guys saw the Everton highlights. Uh, oh yeah. But the the scenes of the celebration. Oh man. Oh yeah. Uh, like I mean. Calvin Lewin was being mobbed. It's just kind of insane to me the pressure that you go on and the fact that Everton's celebrating staying alive. It's kind of sad because of like the players that are on their team, but also but I guess it, the it's relative to what you are. Like you, you, you yeah. made it, and so you, you get to kind of run it back next year. So uh, not sad. But one, it's it's just weird Arsenal, to see. Only Arsenal have been in the top flight longer than them. So. And Arsenal are cheaters. Okay. Uh, real quick, real quick. Did you see that Man United canceled? their season's in player award ceremony that were voted by fans because they were all embarrassed. I saw I saw an article about that. I did not. What? Why were they embarrassed? Uh, it was on our soccer. So, you know, I could be being fooled by the internet here, but oh, I, I, I saw an article that, like, the United players didn't want to show up because like, they're all embarrassed about how the uh, season went. Interesting. They should be. They should be. Um, they're bad. Yeah, crybabies. Uh, so we need to talk about this Norwich game. Uh, looks like we had a little stomach bug or something going around. Apparently, Austin, uh, you were the one that kind of, I think, broke this news this yeah. morning to us. So go ahead and tell us what, what's going on well, uh, 60 hours away from kickoff. So we had a problem last week with it. I mean, uh, Hugo played with a fever. It was reported after the game that he had a fever. He he. he uh, obviously tested negative for COVID, but he had a fever in the game. Kulisevsky obviously didn't start because he also was battling it. Uh, we had multiple players that had gotten over it, but I think this is just lingering effects of it. I think a stomach bug made its way through the Spurs. Harry Kane missed a media event because he was ill, and Gary Lineker, the uh, troll that he is, said, my sources, quote-unquote, uh, say that there's a food poisoning uh, bug going through Spurs. No, I'm not kidding. And he was called out about it after Conte had a press conference and said, uh, no, there's no like bug or anything. Kane will be fine. He'll start on Sunday. Uh, we have no more injury news than we did back in Burnley. For me, it sounds like there was a, literally a stomach virus that went through uh, some of the players, and Kane caught it late. But, you know, Kane's going to have to be, like, literally have, like, his leg amputated before he doesn't show up on Sunday, right? Uh, right. So, I mean, even if he's, like, has to have a porta potty set up on the sideline for him to go, you know, take a poo in the middle of the match like Eric Dyer, he's going to do it. So, um, you know, I, I, I think it's much to do about nothing. Gary Lineker got carried away and wanted his freaking clickbait, his click. Uh, <laughs> click so, yeah, I think we'll be fine on Sunday. Yeah. Um, so it looks like no new injury is expecting the entire squad to be back um, and healthy other than like, you know, Romero and Skip and Tanganga, Darty. I mean, we actually have a lot of injuries, uh, <laughs> yes. which is why our, our bench looks kind of sad. 
Same know, injuries as at Burnley, right? Like Regulon and Gordy are both out. Skip's still out. Tingong is still out, and Romero. So it's, yeah, it's all defense except for Skip. Yeah, but defense is held strong. I mean, it's kind of that's testament to kind of also Daddy Daddy Davies and Daddy Dyer, the double D's in the back, uh, <laughs> really holding it up together. I mean, Davies gotta, has been gotta love when those double D's hold up, right? Gotta love it. I'm not sure who the player of the season has been. Um, Honestly, in the defense or in general? Just in, in the defense. Yeah. Um, Dyer for me. Yeah, I mean, Dyer's just been great. Romero, when he's been fit, has been our best player, but Dyer has been so available all season. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's fair. Um, so, Dyer, it's still king in England call up, which is just crazy to me. Like, how are you still getting kind of just. Slabhead, man. Fucking slabhead. <laughs> yeah. Uh well, I mean, Great, other, okay, there's other okay. center backs. Good question though. Good, good question though, Colin. So if we agree, Dyer in the back line, who is our player of the season in midfield, and who's our player of the season as uh, among the forwards? Uh, Hoiberg and Son. You say Hoiberg and Son, uh, Chris? I would go with the same thing. I would. You could throw Bentoncore in there, but he's only been there half a season. Hoiberg's been great. Hoiberg's been great. Yeah, but for what he's expected I think to do. Yeah, it has to be and son, right? I mean, so yeah. it's been Son's best season of his career, uh, especially in a season where Kane had a slow start, and Hoiberg has been a mainstay, so it's it's almost got to be right. So yeah, and I think people need to like give uh like some understand people they give Hoiberg a hard time for not being this progressive at creative mind. That's not his role. And so I think he's you just a, have he's to, a like, well-rounded fucking footballer. That's yeah. his role. So don't expect people to do things they, they, they aren't supposed to be doing. Not that he shouldn't be improving, but he's not expected to be the creator or the goal scorer. And if he pops up with three goals a season or, you know, two goals and three assists a season, that's great. But you're also, we're not City and Liverpool, right? We can't just go you get... You know what Hoybeer is? You know what Hoybeer is? What? You know what the J in Hoybeer stands for? Just do it. I don't know. Jack of all trades. Oh, that dude is a jack of all trades. He he does everything very adequately and above average. He's not sublime in any one category, but he's also not subpar in any one category. He is going to give you energy. He's going to give you effort, and he is going to be a 7 to 8 out of 10 in everything he does. Yeah. And that's an important player to have in your team. Yeah, I, I think he's great, and I have no like. I, th- I think the, all the frustrations surrounding Hoiberg early, earlier in the season, I think, were probably a little unjustified if they were his their expectations were for him to score goals or be a creator. But he's yeah. looked great next to Benton Corner. I think Skip's gonna have a hard time getting that position back uh, right away. Yeah. Anyways, it's good competition, it, yeah. and there's gonna be you know, games you know, it's it's perfectly fine. But it's 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 type of role, right? I mean. We get another midfielder in if we do sell Winks, and maybe Hoybeer is allowed to not play as defensively and be more box-to-box. You know, when he plays for Denmark and plays in that legit box-to-box role, he looks incredible. Yeah. You know? Um, so, you know, maybe that's maybe that's where he's really unleashed. Because I know in the Euro, he looked great. In the World Cup qualifiers, he looked great. I can't wait to see him in the World Cup itself playing in that, like, legitimate number eight role. So, um, you know, I, I think I think Conte does want to switch to a 3-5-2 eventually or at least have that option, and Hoiberg's a great a great player for that as far as not being that, like, most defensive 
midfielder. Yeah, no, I agree. Um, I just thought let's say that I think I think he's been really good uh, of the duration of the season. So uh, Norwich away. Um, could you have picked a better team to play at the end of the season? Chris? <laughs> no. <laughs> I mean Watford aren't much. I mean Norwich Watford. No, uh, yeah, Watford aren't much better. Let's yeah, be honest. I mean, Watford are abysmal. Um, Norwich are just more abysmal. Yeah. Um, it, it's it's world. almost it's almost perfect. And that's, I think, why I'm so nervous. But I'm gonna go ahead. I'm gonna go ahead and put a, like a one dollar bet on Norwich to come right back up next season. <laughs> oh yeah, they blaze through the championship and come right back. They'll finish I, like top by twenty points in the championship and become come right back up, spend no money and go right back down. Yeah, they're just gonna burn through the uh, through the championship again and then come right back. But yeah, they've just been they've just been terrible this season, which. What really makes me sad about that is Max Ahrens, who is not a player that I thought was, like, great, but I thought he was better. And this was not a good year for him. Like, he should have left the first time they were having issues. And I think it's cost him at least a year or two off of his career where he could have been playing for a bigger team. He yeah. probably should have I left. Was gonna, I was going to ask, do you think um, we go in for a play like Max Ahrens in the – in the summer because of how cheap you could probably get him or no? I think he's on – I think personally he's on the list. I just don't think he's very high on the list. No, I don't I, – I think he's falling down that list. Would you rather have Max Ahrens or um, Emerson next year so it's easy? Emerson's already in the team. And uh, if he has a reasonable year, you can still sell him next year and get more of a fee than Max Ahrens. I, I kind of agree with Chris. I, I, I wasn't impressed by Ahrens this year, so – you know, if Max Aaron's had torn it up this year, I would say trade him out. <laughs> but like if Aaron's was putting in quality crosses and and like expected assists all year long, and this Norwich had no strikers, that'd be one thing. But you know, uh, Tarek Lamptey showed him up, and Lamptey had uh, injury issues, I believe. So you know, I don't know. I'm kind of cooled on Aaron's. Okay. Um, any players to be worried about other than Timo Pookie? That's right, Pookie. Any other players to be worried about? Just Just Sargent's out uh, for the year, right? Is he really? Who, God damn. Who was else on that team? I, who knows who plays for Norwich? I was trying to look at their who they ran out against uh, against Wolves, and that kind of gives you an idea. I couldn't tell you who else plays for that team. I've not paid attention to them all it, season. It's a pretty bad team. I'm. I'm I'm not gonna lie to you, it's not not the best. So I'm gonna go okay. ahead and say the answer no, is no. no. There's okay. one player to worry about in that team that we should all be afraid of, and he'll he won't start. Tim Cruel. No, I think they're starting um, somebody else now. What's his name? Uh, uh, they're, they're young. Is their guy. starter yeah. right now. But if they start Tim Cruel out of nowhere, be true. Worried. It could be like they his last Tim game Krul. ever. At it's Norwich, a draw so. at best. <laughs> he always stands on his head against Spurs. And I'd never understand why. So my, my fear is Jim Cruel. And he'll save the penalty. Yeah. Nobody else on that team that I'm super worried about. That's good. Because yeah. uh, we would, we, I mean, honestly, um, gosh, I don't want to have to worry about this game. I want to I wanna be up 3-0 at half and then get to watch the relegation fight. Right, let's, let's go to predictions. Let's go to predictions then, Colin. Prediction for Golden Boot. Who wins it? Austin. Oh, son. Son or Salah, Chris. Uh, or Kane. Kane can get seven. 
<laughs> I'm not even going to entertain that. I'm not even going to pretend like I heard it. Um, considering Salah is at least benched for this next game, probably Sun. I could see Sun getting two goals in this game and and getting the golden boot. It's great question because he's not. They're going to save him for the Champions League. Yeah. He's at very best. He's probably but they also can win the league. Yeah, but also they have other options. They, they they're gonna win the game anyways, I believe, at home against right. Wolves. He'll be on the bench. I think he'll play. He's just can not gonna we, start. Can we talk about just for a second that that one of the main reasons Sun is in the Golden Boot race at this point of the season because Salah's been really average the second half of the season. Yeah. He's had seven goals in the past 19 games. And, he and had an amazing first half of the season, but after AFCON, that guy has fallen off. I mean, he's played too many minutes. In a world where uh, there's not favorites like City and Liverpool and Chelsea, Son should be the player of the season in the Premier League, in my opinion. Well, the fact that, that Conor McGregor and Phil Foden were nominated above him for the PFA Player of the Year is... Say Conor McGregor? Yeah. You did. Yeah. No, Conor... Conor, Conor Gallagher. <laughs> Conor McGregor. <laughs> yeah. Conor Gallagher. Sorry. And Phil Foden, who... Phil Foden, fun fact, has started, I believe, less than 25 games for, for Span City this year. Uh, by the fans were voted... Uh, in the in the top six for player of the year. Sun is not getting nearly enough credit that he deserves. He's in top one or two in every attacking category. Uh, to me, he's player of the season. And Sun and Salas might still win it, or De Bruyne. Honestly, De Bruyne deserves it more than Salah because Salah has had a very average second half of the season. Uh, and, 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 and not because he's bad, but because he's worn down, right? Like he's played too many minutes. Uh, Kevin De Bruyne always gets his minutes minute, uh, managed. I honestly think Son is is the MVP of the season. Without him, we might be seventh. Um, I agree. I think I I, I don't Except see how. Than that. <laughs> yeah, I, I I can't really add on to that. I agree. I think it's part of being a part of Tottenham. I mean, there's been time, Harry Kane getting not winning it last year, the biggest crime ever. Like most literally, and most assists. What the fuck else do you have to do? Yeah, like daylight robbery. Um, from what happened? Uh, how do you? But okay, you defended on the best team in the league. I mean, congratulations. I mean, great. There's so many other great players in City for Ruben Diaz. Like, I get it, he's a, well, he's and, just, and De Bruyne won the other one, right? Yeah. And he only played like he only started like 23 games last year. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, uh, it, it was shambles. Anyways, the prediction you really asked for, and we got sidetracked. Sunday. I think 4-2 against Norwich, and he takes the golden boot. No, no, uh, I was going to say Sunday. Yeah. Um, Norwich versus Tottenham. Give me the score. What you got? Oh, uh, well, you first asked. Well, no, I'm saying boot. back to the question that you were actually waiting for me to ask. Yes, 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 yes. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I think it's going to be, I want to say a big score line, but I think it'll be like something like 3 0 Spurs. 3 0 Spurs, okay. Chris? 2 to 1 Spurs. We're not, right. we are not giving up a golden order. <sighs> I'm going to go 3 1 Spurs. He still picks a goal, just saying. 
No, I feel, don't I feel very I'm nervous. I feel very nervous. I've I've gloated way too. How much many goals did the Suns score? Both of you. I've one. already said he's gonna score two. One. He's gonna he score, score one. He doesn't get the golden boot. They have ties. They can tie. It should, by the way, the tiebreaker should be most non-penalty goals. Yeah, you can tie. It's soccer. You can tie. Yeah. Press, how I, many goals? But I I, I think Suns scores both goals and um. Yeah, we it, it, maybe we give up a terrible goal towards the end and have kind of a weird ending to the game, but I'm just worried. So I think we're up two 0 at halftime, and the second half is is a coast. That's what yeah. I think. Uh, Frank, you're right. I hope you're right too. I don't want to sweat this game. So last question I do have for you guys, and then we're gonna wrap this up. At what score line? Does Harry Kane allow Sun to take a penalty for the ch- chance to win the Golden Boot? If we're up two goals, I think he lets Sun take a penalty. Chris, you have a doo-doo look on your face. I honestly... <laughs> I, is, it, is it bad that I still think, he, like, even with a chance... Wait, whoa, whoa, whoa. Let, let, let like, me, nah, I'm let, still going to take this penalty. I'm going to... Let, let, me, let, me, let me alter my... Like, we have to be up two goals with less than 20 minutes to play. Yeah. It's going to take a, a lot of high water for Harry Kane to be like, yeah, you couldn't take this. In like the 30th minute, Kane's still taking that fucking penalty. What yeah. if it's 1-0 on the 93rd minute? Kane's taking that penalty. Yep. <laughs> it's not a little hand on the ball. And be like, it's yours. Yeah. You, already, you did it two games ago. No, no, I know. It's just different. Last game of the season, like, you know. Up one nil. Norwich would have to score two. Norwich would have to score. Norwich would have to score two, and it's the 93rd minute. It just seems, you know. But I agree. You don't risk it. You just don't because the the 0.0001% chance that it happens. By the way, Sun's a good penalty taker too. He's just not his run up makes his run up makes me really nervous. I knew he he is legitimately (laughs) the best penalty taker in the world. I knew that in this scenario that Kane was going to – Kane is always going to take – Son even said it himself. Like, hey, I'm prioritizing getting into Europe and having the best possible finish to the season over the golden boot. The moment I saw that article where he said that, I was like, okay, Kane's taking all penalties. What would be be funny is if we're up 5-0 and at the 89th minute we get a penalty and Kane's like, no, fuck you. It's my ball. I'm this. It's my hat (laughs) trick, sir. I'm getting another goal. Good evening. Go, yeah. stay, go stand outside the box. This Good is day to you. Good day. Good day, mate. Uh, Kane did claim a, claim a goal once that clearly uh, never touched him. So. Yeah, that's true. He wants goals. It happens. Uh, all right, guys. Well, I mean, we kind of burned through it, but I feel like we covered everything, and it's late, and we want to get rest because we're about six, less than 60 hours now, what, 58 hours away uh, from the last game of the season. Wow, what a season it's been, too. Uh, it feels like Nuno was like two years ago. It really I, does. I forgot he was there almost. Man, it's I. The, the fact that we might be in Champions League next year after this roller coaster of a ride this season is just incredible. Yeah, it, it's been quite the ride. Wouldn't uh, have preferred to do this with anyone else uh, as long as we get top oh. four. If we don't get top four, then I hate you guys. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but we will be back uh, we're going to do an end the season podcast next week and then we'll probably take some time off uh, try to probably get a pod in before 
I go off uh, in in the end of June. Um, but we'll do some summer podcasts. Somebody's getting married. Yeah, we'll do uh, a podcast before that. But then if you want to do any while I'm gone, that's up to you guys. But as always, we got three points or even just one point. We got one point that we have to get. Uh, Please don't let Sunday. it come down to one point. <laughs> <laughs> we uh, guys we, are gold is the ninety fourth minute. Yeah. If Norwich are pinning us deep Chris, and Chris, we're do you just have defending. the capability to watch it in your uh, computer up in your studio? I can, yeah. I was just I thinking think. we, we could all watch it on like camera together, but I guess Austin I mean, can. No, I, I got my computer right here, man. Yeah. Let's see. We'll, we'll text. We'll see how it is. I know Chris has a family and kids running around. I don't really have that. That's my Hulu Live always has me 30 seconds behind, though, so you guys have to deal with that. Yeah. All right, guys. Uh, well, one more game. Let's do it. Come on, you Spurs. Come on, Come on you Spurs. Spurs.